You're listening to E-Commerce Fastlane, episode 55. Welcome to E-Commerce Fastlane, the podcast show to help you build, launch, grow, and scale a wildly successful e-commerce company. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. Learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your Shopify store. And now, your host and e-commerce entrepreneur, Steve This episode is brought to you by shopmessage.me, an incredibly powerful Shopify app. Do you want to know the secret marketing channel that Fashion Nova, Pira Vita bracelets, and movement watches use to drive millions in revenue? The answer is Facebook Messenger, and it's powered by ShopMessage, the leading conversational marketing platform. When I saw how much revenue Shopify brands were making on Messenger, I was blown away. So I had to meet Shop Messages co-founder and CEO, Arjun. I even recorded a podcast, episode 20, Learn Why Facebook Messenger is the e-commerce channel for the next decade and how you can capitalize. I just love the value that his company brings to brands. You will acquire more customers. You'll create more delightful, interactive conversations. And most importantly, you're going to build brand loyalty. Now, for listeners of e-commerce Fastlane, Shop Message is now offering a 30-day free trial and guarantees you'll see at least a 4x ROI on your first paid month or they'll refund the difference. So go to shopmessage.me forward slash Fastlane. That's shopmessage.me forward slash Fastlane and start your 30-day free trial today. Hey there, it's Steve, and welcome back to the e-commerce Fastlane podcast. Now, this is your first time listening. This is an e-commerce show where we have honest and transparent conversations about building and thriving online with your store powered by Shopify or Shopify Plus. Now, new episodes are available each week with your favorite podcast player through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now Spotify. Or you can also sign up online at ecommercefastlane.com and be notified when new shows are being released. Now, today I'm chatting with Kate, who is the co-founder and CEO of Lately, and they're a very disruptive social media management platform that pairs artificial intelligence with humans. And I'm personally using this solution for my social sharing of this podcast, um, all my episodes, um, and even all the industry uh, e-commerce blogs that I produce. It's an amazing tool. It's saving me a tremendous amount of time. It's offering some great value. And that is why I wanted to share it with you all today. So please enjoy. So hi, Kate. Welcome to e-commerce Fastlane. That's like the best intro ever, Steve. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're you're quite welcome and well-deserved, I might add. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, I just, you know what, I just, in passing, I have an opportunity to just in my role dealing with lots of merchants and come up with lots of interesting strategies of acquisition and conversion and retention strategies. And obviously part of the dialogue I have, social media comes up about how do I share uh, content, uh, promotional things, brand building strategies, like how do I get that out there at scale? Because I think Mm. people are spending a ridiculous amount of time prepping some things and uh, they don't really know if it works. And the idea here is maybe there's our ways of 
I don't know, just reducing the amount of time required to produce this sort of content and getting it out into the wild. And so, and, 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 and I've noticed the value in it. And we'll talk about that for sure in this podcast. Just before we get rolling, I just, and I talked about it briefly at the top, but like on a high level, what does Lately do and what problem are you solving for Shopify brands? Yeah, thanks for asking. So at the highest level, Lately is an artificially intelligent social media marketing tool, um, social media management specifically. So what we do is we take blogs, um, newsletters, press releases, chapters from people's books, podcasts, videos, and we automatically turn them into dozens and dozens and dozens of amazing social posts. So that's the, the high level deal. And and to get a little more granular on on you, like there's a number of other automated organizational features that sort of happen in the background. Um, once we kind of lure you in with that sexy AI piece, um, but <laughs> <laughs> and the AI continues to learn, right? So I'm out to make marketers better writers and organize them at the same time. And our AI really looks at keywords and and phrases and tries to learn like what's the most compelling set of words for your audience and how can we help you reuse that um, and write better content and and get more engagement. Yeah, and I know you call it uh, Omni Analytics, and <laughs> I definitely go to that page because there is you know there's quite a few social channels that you're connected to and lots of things that you're doing and mm. some auto generated and then human edited versions of these uh, social posts turn out you never really know you're always testing and there's certain ones that I have found that have resonated with the audience and have got a lot of social shares and retweets and different things just like getting engagement it's like aha and I know we'll talk about how this, this omni analytics works and how unique it is to the market the idea behind that, by the way, was I was manually pulling together analytics from a number of places and making PowerPoint graphs for my customers when I used to own a marketing agency. And I was just trying to figure out, like, well, how do they all line up? How do they drive traffic to Google Analytics? And so it made sense just to, you know, do that for you because, hello, we all want to know that, right? So let's talk on high level because obviously you have a journey. I know it, but the listeners don't know about just leading up to launching lately. You know, like, I guess on a high level, I guess a little bit, like what uniquely positions you and your co-founder and then the team really to be experts in wanting to create a platform like this? Yeah. So I'm so glad you asked. And this is the fun part of the story. So I actually used to be a rock and roll DJ, Steve. We were we were chatting about that earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. So in my other other life, I was broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day for XM Satellite Radio. So fun, fun life. And as I was doing that, and, and I want to tell the story because I know so many of Shopify store owners are um, entrepreneurs. Um, and so I, I, it's important for me to kind of get to the beginning here. So here I am. I'm I'm miserable. I'm at the top of the game. I'm I'm working with a bunch of boys, right? Total boys club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and my ideas are constantly squashed, and I'm, I feel awful as a person. Like I I'm I don't understand like why what you know what's happening here. Why am I not getting credit for my ideas? That kind of thing. And I made a lateral move to a different music related thing, and the same stuff was happening. My body was really sick. I had all these ailments, and and um, you know, it was trying to tell me like, move it, sister. This is not working for you, right? Right, right. And then my my dad did something amazing, which is he he was so tired of hearing me cry, crying. I was crying a lot. I was sucked, and he <laughs> shook me. By <laughs> I was not a fun person to be around. No. He, shook, <laughs> he shook me by the shoulders one day, and he was like, "You can't work for other people, and there's no shame in that, right?" 
So this was a huge epiphany for me because that is what I did feel, Steve, was I felt deep shame that like I was disappointing my bosses. Like, why wasn't I getting an A, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next day, I, my husband gave me Guy Kawasaki's Art of the Start. Remember that? I do indeed. And somewhere like in the first chapter, it says, don't make a plan, just get started. And so the next day, I went to lunch with a couple of guys. I didn't really know who they were. They were delivering me a product for work. And it turns out they were angel investors. And they were like, we love you. Here's 50,000 bucks. Let's start a company. (laughs) Mm, Nice. (laughs) Yeah. My husband was like, what the heck? How did this happen? Like, I just gave you this book. You're crazy. And so kind of fast forward. So here I am marketing this company that we did. It was like a music taste, taste making thing. And um, as I was doing that, somebody else came to me and said, Hey, you're really good at marketing. Would you consult us and we'll pay you a lot more money? So I said, yes. And that's where the story of lately begins because this was Walmart. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. So, and thanks for staying with me people on this long story, but it's important. So (laughs) here we go. A Walmart project is like it's this Walmart project where they're working with United Way Worldwide, National Disability Institute. We had the IRS, Bank of America, AT and T, and twenty thousand small and medium businesses and nonprofits. Right. Mm-hmm. So two very different groups of marketers, I'd say, small and very large for the most part, and all trying to like get together and promote this one campaign. And so I just was like, wow, what a mess. And for my own sanity, I made us one heck of a spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can see it already. Yeah. And I was, all right. So I started noticing patterns. And so the spreadsheet actually became like a map of sorts, right? And so it was basically an organizational system. And every time someone would come in, I'd be like, all right, follow this map. Here's how you do this marketing campaign with us. Because I didn't want to tell 20,000 people like different things. That'd be crazy. And then I took the same map and I started applying it to my other clients because I was like, oh, this works you know, here or whatever. So with the Walmart people, we ended up getting 130% ROI year over year for three years. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like another fast forward, there's a lot here. That is when, you know, let's repeat this, right? So my friend, Steve, one of my co-founders, another Steve in my life, mm-hmm. he was like, hey, he's a tech guy. He's a serial entrepreneur, um, an, an investor, angel investor. And he kept on me. He was like constantly nudging me. He's like, let me see those spreadsheets, asking me all these questions. And then eventually he's like, you know, why don't we automate your spreadsheets and I'll make some wireframes. We need 25,000 bucks and, you know, we can turn this into software. And so Steve, like, I didn't even know what those words meant. And also I was, <laughs> I was like, dude, keep your hands off my spreadsheets. Like they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't and mess work. with that. Yeah. And yeah, they work. They work. <laughs> you know? And so he ended up, and I was like buying, I'd spent my whole life trying to save $25,000 to buy my first house. So I was, you're crazy, man. Like don't touch my money. So he ended up getting his own money and building the wireframes with my other now co-founder and then came to show me them one night. And I was, oh, <laughs> I get mm-hmm. it. You know, so that's basically how it all started. 
That's an awesome story, you know, and I always, I always find that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, they typically have a very purpose-built solution where I find that they're solving a very unique problem in their world kind of as is, but a very manual process, but it worked and the execution was there. But just over time, I find that people always just leveling up, try to figure, well, how can we scale this? And I think that's where all of this all came together with your co-founders and showing what they see in these spreadsheets and how that could be put into into some kind of a mock-up and saying, well, here's how we believe that we can automate some of these processes. Yeah, for sure. Like actually what we did is we went by, you know, I said that the spreadsheets were organized like into this buckets basically. So we went to each bucket and we thought like, how can we automate this process? And one of the processes was me literally like nobody wanted to write social media messaging because people hate writing apparently even marketers. And Mm. we had all this long form content that they were paying for, you know, people writing press releases, videos, podcasts, that kind of stuff. And I noticed as you noticed it like often either two things happen. It collects dust. Like maybe somebody writes one social post saying like, check out this blog or podcast. And like, that's the end of it. Or they don't even know, or it just gets lost altogether. I mean, there's all this stuff being made that never even gets any, any mentions in social. So I was literally manually reading the copy or having it transcribed and then going through each sentence, making, putting a short link on the end, seeing if there's a weird word, taking that out and the great thing was I'd turn it into Walmart and they'd be like all approved because they wrote it. They already approved right. it, you right. know? So yeah, that was fast. Well, and I find too that um, even other kind of social media tools, I mean, you're not the first one in this space doing this sort of thing, but I, I find that a, a lot of other tools that I've seen, they tend to, you know, you write one or two and they go into some kind of evergreen re- mm. rescheduling or reposting thing. And you tend to be regurgitating exactly the same thing over and over and over again. Now, I do appreciate the fact that there's, you know, less than 5% of, you know, of, of Facebook is actually being viewed, um, you know, and, and Twitter is this ma- massive fire hose and it's just, it's very, and I don't know what the shelf life of a tweet is, but like, I don't know, five minutes or something. So <laughs> in all likelihood, you're probably not, even if you are publishing uh, social posts back to your website and, and podcasts and, and press releases, whatever you're doing to kind of get that awareness out into the market. We all know as marketers and, and as Shopify brands that that's a challenge right now because uh, the very limited amount of, of just exposure that you get because of just the amount of people using social media. And I'm finding with other tools out there that even if you think you're being crafty by a couple posts and getting them into some kind of evergreen republishing thing, it's a little bit spammy. And I know you're trying to get the engagement mm. out of it, but it's the same thing over and over and over again. So do you feel that lately is has a paradigm about how that is flushing out now, what other people are doing and how you believe that it should be done. Yeah. So A, you're hired for sales. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, but exactly that, like it is spammy and and it is because we all follow each other on multiple channels and it's hard not to do that because like you said, you do want to be everywhere all, the, all at once. It takes time. Nobody has time. So for us, like giving customers, potential customers or fans or influencers, multiple ways to have access into your content and to then engage with you. We find this pays off in a couple of ways. Number one, you never know what kind of touch point or what kind of message is going to address person, tickle their fancy, right? You never know. And we've found that with the reshares, especially that we get almost double the reshares because people are willing to reshare the copy more than once because it's different copy, right? So that's a huge thing. And also what's funny is you get this, but like a lot of folks, even the whole evergreen idea is new to them. And they're like, wait a second, I want to tell people the same thing more than once. And you're like, listen, 
This is how radio works. They used to play you a new song 300 times in one week. That was standard, right? <laughs> That's how they become your favorite song. We all know the, the marketing ad messaging, right? Remember it was seven times back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now it's basically 12 to 14 times that you need to receive some some message, some idea for it to sink in because there's just so much out there. And so, yeah, Lately gives you, I mean, for the average blog post, like say you might get anywhere between 12 and 40 potential social posts that it'll spit Mm -hmm. out to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you're off and running. And what we recommend is like, why not spread that out over time? Because even this podcast that we're doing, this will not be old in six months. It'll be news to all the new people who've never heard it before, right? Right. Well, that's fine. I find that too, along with the show is that, you know, I'd say 80, 90% of my traffic, I have a lot of repeats and I do, uh, you know, social and I do email when, when new blog posts are published or when new episodes come out and there's some pings happening to get people back to the site, but I'd say 80% or more are probably first time people coming to e-commerce fast lane. And, and that, I think that's one of the advantages of having a solution like this is, is you're right. This is a significant show where the content is still valuable six months from now. And so, yeah, why not set it up into a campaign to say, hey, you know what? I want to, and which I will do on this show. And that's one thing I'll, I'll maybe on a side note, I'll talk about is that, you know, when the show is done and you're listening to it now, what's happened and the reasons why people are listening today, there's a couple of reasons. You may be subscribed on, on iTunes or Stitcher or, or Spotify, and you might get some kind of a notification that way. The other side of it is that it's being socially shared around thanks to Lately in different ways. And I've literally have imported the MP3, this audio file. I know you can do video uh, through like YouTubes and things like that. In it goes some kind of machine learning from there to text. And then this document comes up. And I think between five and 15,000 or so words can be then ingested into this way of auto-generating social posts out of, I know you know all this, but listeners don't. I just, I'm so excited to talk about it because I thought it was interesting where my shows are maybe 40,000 words. So I had to cut them out into, into smaller chunks. So I'll take some of the intro and the outro and advertiser details out, but at least it's, it's kind of through machine learning somehow. It is created this text document of this audio, and then it takes these little snippets out and creates all these social posts for me. And I get probably at least 40. And then I kind of go through them. That's the human part, which we'll talk about in a minute. And I literally go through top to bottom and going, yes, no, yes, no, or a slight tweak. And then I save all the ones that I left or delete if that doesn't make any sense because uh, it's learning over time. And then, okay, now I have 25. Great. Save. Now they're in my pipeline. Then I can choose well, which channels do I want to push these out and at what frequency and over what time. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable. Thank you so much. I mean, that's, I just love you. Like that's the, that's what we want is we want to delight people. We want to save you a bunch of time. We want to give you the ability to market yourself like an individual, just like you to market yourself like a huge mega brand, like what I did for Walmart. Right. Right. And to do it with style and confidence and to do it with that human touch, which you touched on, like that's so important because as you know, Steve, like marketing is is emotion-based. It always will right. be. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to replace it with the robots 100%, right? Because it won't right. work. You know, we only, I buy stuff from you because you make me feel good. That's the deal. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all about brand voice, right? You got to have a voice. Yeah. you got, And it's funny because I'll see some of our customers actually just let it rip and like not put their eyeballs on the auto generator. And we're, I follow them on social. So I'll like give them a nudge. I'm like, dude, 
go in and just put an eyeball on that a little bit, you know? <laughs> like Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's talk about content. I think it's another kind of topic sure. that you, know, you kind of just touched on a little bit there, but is are there certain pieces of content that you believe are killing it right now that uh that people should, you know, talk about and execute on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so funnily, we had a number of our customers ask me, like, how can we better optimize what comes out of the auto generator or how can we better optimize what we put in? Mm-hmm. And so I started doing, last month, we're doing it again now forever, but on the last Tuesday of each month, I will join our office hours, which is like our live hang where we walk through a feature. And the feature will focus on the auto generator and I'll do a a writing masterclass all about this exact conversation. Because, so when I write blogs, which I don't actually for us very often, because like, you know, I'm CEOing. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when I do, <laughs> yeah. you can tell that they're mine. Um, but I write for, I write for social. Like every sentence I'm writing, I'm thinking short, compelling snippets, right? right. And so when I auto-generate that content, I get a, quite a lot out of it. But I think one of the one of the things I've noticed that customers really can just use is that m- my favorite sort of don't is sorry if I'm offending anybody here, but is the phrase check out oh, worst because yes. it's completely empty, right? There's no call to action. What does that even mean? And it gives you no information about what's behind the link, like right. So it's usually check out something and then link. And so you want to like give them some under uh, learn more by clicking here to hear the show with Steve and Kate or whatever, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So you're almost saying like, you know, like literally like, you know, write like you talk almost. Oh, yes. I love that you said that. So of course, right. Being in radio, I mean, that's something I got really good at. And I love taking lessons from radio, Steve, and applying it to marketing. So mm-hmm. You know, one of the things we talked about behind the scenes earlier is that I cheat because I have crippling tendonitis and epicondylitis. And so Mm. I can't type at all without extreme pain. And this has been the deal for almost a decade now. So I use Dragon Naturally Speaking to do all my computing. So guess what, Steve? I talk for a living still. Yeah. Right. Still. <laughs> yeah. Still. And I'm hearing myself when I'm writing an email or something. And so it's so it's a great filter because I can hear what's coming out and I can hear how maybe natural or unnatural it sounds. And I think about what are you hearing then? Right. Mm-hmm. How can I communicate to you exactly what's on my mind and to make it accessible? And digestible, right? So I think that's really applicable to, of course, writing, not just how, how it sounds, but like if you if you go back and, and read your words out loud, you'll find that you trip up mm-hmm. over some things. So change that stuff because the other person is looking at it too, like, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I always think about that. I have this thing on my wall here um, and I think about the people listening to the show or anytime I do any writing, I always ask, this is what the person that's listening to the show, what's in it? for them. And it always okay. cuz cuz you want to be selfish. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's it's there's no I uh or me and these sort of things. It's no no, it's it's like, you know, it's you and what value I can bring to you and how I can help you or your team and I I always think of it in that way. That is super smart. I'm going to steal that for one of my master classes because I mean, just for just remembering what the objective is all the time is a huge mistake that so many of us make in marketing, right? We're thinking you know, everyone's always thinking, get the word out, right? What is what does that mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. no objective with getting the word out, right? But if you're thinking, what's in it for them? What is the what's the goal that helps you steer that writing, or steer that podcast, whatever it is, or video right. into a into a culmination of an action, which 
at the at the final at the end of the day, which is give me your money. <laughs> or yeah, something, no, fa- right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 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 I get it. 100%. So let's talk about being authentic because that's the thing I and that's why I look at it is that what's in it for me is what my listeners right. I, I know are saying and thinking to themselves and that's why I'd like to preface my show. I like to bring on uh you know app and uh marketing platform founders because I believe that they're uh making a difference and making an impact in the you know the the, the customers that they have and that's why I'm sharing what's going on. So how do brands like how can they truly be authentic and human i guess without compromising the brand yeah that it's it's such a tough it's a tough line to walk and it's a really smart question number 1 the companies are starting to evolve in this way and understand that the human has to be in the brand but one way as you're saying is to is to a let people you got to let people make mistakes, right? You got to understand that they, they might make mistakes and let them have that leeway. And if you hire good people, then then the mistakes they make are always going to be just fine. This is something I think about a lot with my staff. And, and this is a pretty big concept for a small business, I think, can handle this. A brand, I don't think they're going to get <laughs> evolved this far with me and you, let's to be really honest. But what happens is when you let your employees make mistakes, whether it's in social and elsewhere, they start to grow on their own. They become leaders. They they actually do things that will surprise you and, and delight you. Um, so that's my first sort of philosophy there. But I think in, you know, being authentic for me, it, it, because warts and all is how I operate. Like, right. That's my, mm-hmm. that's our whole yep. perso- persona. And I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of that because one of the things I learned in radio was when you make a mistake, that's when people turn it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so well, like silence. At, Go ahead. Well, look at, I mean, look at like Joe Rogan, for example. I mean, he goes on his two and three hour shows and he just goes on, on and on. And like, he is completely unapologetic about who he is, but that resonates with a lot of people. It really does. I mean, because, I mean, there's a lot of pressure, especially on social. I mean, thank you, Kardashians, right? To like look good all the time. And mm-hmm. and and I subscribed to that for a while until I started doing these daily videos on like what it looks like to be inside on the, on the as an entrepreneur, like, right. you know, behind the curtain. And I right. just, I don't have time to go put on makeup or something before. And I just have to pull out the phone and like, I look bad all the time. My hair is bad. I don't have makeup on. This is my life. And I did that because I want other entrepreneurs to understand that this is accessible. Like just a tangent for one second, Steve, like, yeah, you know, female, it's, it's cool to be a female entrepreneur right now. It's very hip, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> diversity and inclusion, right? Yes, exactly. Um, and the female entrepreneurs who are getting the most in the spotlight are wonderful, amazing, smart women, but all of them tend to have gone to Wharton and Harvard and they're wearing suits and like, that's not me, man. I can't relate right. to them. I mean, I was right. a line cook and a DJ here, right? And so I think it's some, <laughs> I, one of the best things about good marketing and, and making mistakes in general is when you are yourself, you give your readers, your audience, your fans the permission to be themselves. And that's when you start learning things. So like the number one rule in sales, right, is to learn about the customer, get them talking about themselves, right? So like the weather is, I mean, it's so cliche, but it is, the weather is the best. Everybody wants to talk about the weather. They do. They usually throw in some little tidbit. Yes, I'm sitting up back in my yard when it's sunny here, or I took the dog out for a walk because it was a nice day, right? So you're getting like little pieces of information. And that's the biggest gift as a marketer that you can give your customers is that permission to be authentic themselves. 
No, I love it. Yeah, it's great advice. Uh, I'm, I'm scrambling down like a ton of notes as we are talking. So <laughs> it's life of learning, right? One way, by the way, I can tack onto that. Like I, I'm a big fan of smiling, right? So on, on the podcast, you know this well. So here's the example like, hey, Steve, how you doing? Hey, Steve, how you doing? I didn't change anything. Hey, Steve, yeah. how you doing? One was a smile. That's all, right? Yeah. And so thinking about it, right? It's so easy. How do you smile in your writing? And we all have this amazing gift, people. Listen up. It's called the keyboard. And there's Absolutely. some great tools there, right? We've got our commas, our ellipses, our parentheses, yeah. our mm-hmm. all capital letters, italics, bolding, like all that stuff you can use to convey that smile, to convey the way you sound, right? To really put the emphasis in the right place, to give people space, right. you know, visual space, that kind of stuff. There is a power of manipulation in, in the pen or the, or the keyboard. And I'm a big fan of use, using it. <laughs> I'm going to make a little pivot to the actual platform a bit because I'm just fascinated with the AI and just kind of how it works. And I know we're talking about being human and building a human brand and being authentic and, you know, having a voice and smiling. And these are these all these things are ridiculously important. I'm trying to figure out, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but can you share how Lately's AI can actually help a brand to be more human? Absolutely. I mean, so typically, as we kind of mentioned before, let's say in the case of a podcast, somebody might be creating message around the podcast, and it's usually the title, right? Um, But it turns out that the quotes of what we're saying, you and I are saying, are usually so much more compelling than the title, which is why I started doing this, actually. So I was doing podcasts like this, and then having my team, an intern, transcribe it manually for me, and then running through and looking through the quotes. And we were like, you know, why don't we just automate this process too? Because that makes total sense. But because to all the things we're saying, because when when people speak, they're very human. It's it's hard to be like grammatically correct when you're talking because we're just not taught to be that way, for example. Right. right? And even the stiffest of speakers... can laugh. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so so that's one one way for sure is just like relying on the artificial intelligence to help you find the best quotes. And then again, that the keyword weighting that you and I had also touched on. Um, so the, it's a cyclical loop that works with Lately, right? So we're looking at what are the keywords in this social post or in all the social posts you ran this, this week, for example, that are having the highest engagement with your audience. And let's tell Lately to use that stuff more. And so automatically the AI will start paying attention to the good stuff and ignoring or putting less weight on the bad stuff. But also, Steve, in that Omni Analytics, if you if you go down to the keywords section, mm-hmm. it'll actually start pulling out keywords and say like, hey, Kate, like looks like Shopify is a, is a keyword that's like mm-hmm. really doing well for you right now. You should talk about Shopify more. Would you like us to pay attention to this more? And I just say yes or ignore it, you know? Right. And I'm looking right now, listeners can't see this, but hopefully uh, people can get some trials and, and, and connect uh, their social channels to it and see it. Uh, live for themselves. But, you know, I'm just looking at things like, you know, impressions uh, by by keywords in top posts. I'm looking like, you know, engagements by keyword. And I just, I see this cloud, uh, the circular cloud and the larger, obviously, the the word in the, cl- in the cir- circular cloud. Those are important keywords where I am getting impressions or engagement. So for me, it's like, you know, Shopify, Shopify Plus, you know, marketing agency, 
there's quite a few different keywords that are really important. E-commerce forecasting, planning, inventory. I mean, these are all very important keywords for me and my audience. And this is all discoverable now visually. And not to mention now, and you didn't even talk about hashtags and impressions by who's resharing. Like, are there any influencers that are involved? Are they sharing? And, and how big is their social reach? And should I be making a relationship with these people because they have a large social reach and they're sharing my content? Like, it's so it's so impressive. Thank you. Gosh, I'm blushing over here on this other side. (laughs) I mean, you got, you got it. And like, you know, part of that came just real quick is because when I was working with Walmart, I noticed that them and United Way Worldwide and Goodwill, they all had these brand guides. So this is pretty typical of larger companies. They'll have a 60 page brand guide. And I'm here to tell you, nobody reads that sucker because Mm. I know they would hire Mm -hmm. me to read it and make a one sheet, a cheat sheet, right. And then go correct all the stuff. And so actually we built this into lately. So so on the right-hand side, you've got that pull-out drawer there, Steve, where you can uh-huh. click key messaging. Yes. And so we encourage customers when they when they create their first account is to fill out their key messaging. What is that? That's your elevator pitch. That's the you know, 10, 20 keywords you want to be associated with your company. For us, right. it's artificial intelligence marketing, for example. Anything that that is like a boilerplate. And then I don't know if you've seen this, but when you're creating content, you can actually choose a box that says check for keywords. And you don't use any of your key messaging in your social post creation, lately we'll call you out on it. Nice. I did not know that. But I did add things under uh, like company tagline and, uh, you know, and most important keywords that resonate with my target audience and, kind of who, and, and who I serve. And awesome. uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's very cool. Great work. You get a total A+. Plus. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So I understand the AI part of it. And so it's really thinking about the right language and getting that in there and then the right keywords that are important that you believe uh, that are part of your brand that resonate with your target audience. And so where does the human element kind of fit into all that mix then? Yeah. So it's the human eyeball that really needs to make that judgment. Because for example, the AI might also see that the word, let's just say is, is coming up a lot in your social and it's going to show that as large. And you just need to we call it a noise word. So just add it to a noise word. So lately we'll ignore that. Or for example, like we just went to Sapphire with SAP, which was awesome. And it's it's showing us that Sapphire is a great keyword. Now that's not appropriate for us to use any time of the year except for April or May, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unless if we're yeah. going again. So, yeah. you know... I mean, that's, that's, that's a good way that the humans, that, that human touches we talked about before, like it's so important just to dialing it in, getting it just right, you know, making those tweaks. I mean, now that we're kind of on these kind of topics, do you have any, I guess, tips or tricks on, you know, on how you can create really great accessible content that builds, I don't know, almost like customer trust. Yeah, I mean, customers trust is it's that's the the holy grail, right? Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. One of the things I think about all the time is do unto others. So this is so simple, but say you are writing a social post about your podcast and it's going to air at noon Eastern time. Why not just put in also nine a.m. Pacific? Because also none of us can do math, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Help yeah, me yeah. out. That's yeah, yeah. just so easy. It's a great little trick. Like um, I found, especially too, because a lot of people, a lot of our audience is all over the place. It's just a, just a nice little like, hey, how are you? Now I'm ignoring the rest of the globe, <laughs> but I'm making an effort, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a big one. And then I think the other really sort of easy trick to use is to edit. Edit like you were 
just a, a crazy person with a huge knife, really. Like I find ah. that we, we're all taught to do a preamble, right, Steve? Like, a, yes. you know, in school, they teach you to warm people up with that essay in the beginning, yeah. first paragraph. Tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them and then tell them again. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. Just, just I find like when I'm writing social posts, usually the first couple of words that I write, I can actually just 86, like just just get that right out of there and, and get to the meat of the matter. Right, 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 right. So this show has a, a, a pretty diverse range of listeners and it would be awesome if you could give some advice. Let's say, let's start with maybe the early stage entrepreneurs that are on Shopify. What sort of advice would you give them today? Yeah. So I think the early stage, I mean, I don't know if you've gotten there yet, but it seems like a wild and crazy adventure. The most important thing you can ask yourself is what's more stressful to me, working with a jerk or not Mm. knowing where my paycheck is coming from next. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, the second one, the first one was more stressful. And so I have a high tolerance for not knowing where my paycheck is going to come from and not knowing when it's coming. That's cool with me. So that's a big one. And I think this is going to sound counterintuitive, but know when to give up because <laughs> there, mm. there might be a time. I mean, it's like 99% of you know businesses don't scale, for example, um, at least in my world, in the, in the startup land. Yeah. Um, it's important to like me look around, always have smart people with you, bring new people in who have those fresh eyeballs who can be like, give you advice to either improve the business or fix what's wrong, but to have the backbone enough to know, like, I mean, I'm, I have a skill called looking at the glass half empty, Steve, like that's my special skill. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) And all entrepreneurs really need to have that because if you're not constantly looking at what's broken and how can we fix it, you, you can't, you can't improve. Right. That's good advice. What about those that are uh, listening today that maybe would be considered now in the mid market? So they have a small team and and they're eager to grow and scale. I mean, they could be on Shopify Plus on the enterprise. They could be, you know, on Shopify's advanced uh, on core. What should that executive team or that marketing team like? What should they be working on? They should be utilizing their biggest and most impressive and important fan base, which is their employees. So like, mm-hmm. hopefully you have a good company and people like working for you. Use them because they are your in- most influential in- influencers. And if they share, this is what we've learned. If they, A, share your, share your content, you'll see a lift of between 40 and 70% of traffic increase on a regular Mm. basis, which is why we designed that plug for lately, that parent-child situation where companies are now using like employee advocacy Mm. tools and or lately as an employee advocacy tool, right? So they auto-generate the content, it's all ready to go. They push it out to the employee accounts. Employees don't have to think about it. They can hurrah the company. Everyone's happy. Very cool. I love that idea. Yeah, because I never thought. I mean, I, I, I mean, I know about being a brand ambassador and kind of what that means. I mean, Shopify does create a lot of amazing content, um, both mm-hmm. in written and in video now with Shopify Media, and they're doing short films and long form, and doing lots of great things. And like this sort of content, webinars, and just there's so many things they're involved in. It's like I love sharing the content that they're producing because number one, they put a lot of time and energy behind it. And being part of the organization, it aligns what my goals are about wanting to share what's available in the Shopify ecosystem to everyone that wants to be, you know, it's, it's like Shopify really is making the path to entrepreneurship, make it easy. Like how do we add more entrepreneurs, direct to consumer type thing? And just sharing this sort of content out there and being an advocate to Shopify and, and the plus organization also. And that's why I think that lately it's really fitting into that mix too. 
from my part because, you know, I use RSS feeds and I'm bringing in a lot of content from lots of good thought leaders, including Shopify, into the e-commerce fast lane ecosystem, which then in turn is being socially shared and adding into a queue and then auto-generating uh, these social posts again. And so I'm getting, <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not the, the, the largest, but I'm, I'm, I'm really growing what e-commerce Fastlane is all about as it's sharing Shopify and other thought leaders in the, in the commerce kind of ecosystem. Exactly. And because you have built in trust, right? Just by being associated with Shopify, like your right. fan base is going to trust you more. So that's it's huge. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about lately and maybe the roadmap. I think it's a topic that comes up quite a bit. You're, you're obviously at a certain level now. Is there anything you can share? Maybe what's going to happen, for, I guess, for the, the rest of 2019, the other two more quarters, any partner alignment and just how you believe it's going to help Shopify brands and their marketing strategies? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we actually just got a nice little investment um, earmarked towards the AI specifically, so we can really start building that out, um, not only to be able to choose better and better content for you, but to also start recommending better words and phrases. So a number of, you know, we really listen to our customers quite a lot, mm -hmm. especially the more noise you make, the more we listen. So Perfect. everything from, from is, is negative, is a negative call to action serving you better than a positive call to action, for example, like remember versus don't forget forget, that kind of stuff. So it's pretty exciting. You know, again, writing is my goal. I know that's a, such a huge pain point for marketers. So any way we can use the AI to consistently help you be a better writer and to have better engagement based on the writing that we're, we're setting you up with, then yeah, like, yeah. that's a super win for us. And you mentioned that you have uh, some kind of weekly or bi-monthly bi writing classes? Yeah, so we're doing a master class. It's the last Tuesday of every month. It's run by me. Um, it's part of our office hours offering where we feature one tool. In this case, it'll be the auto generator tool, and it's it's free. It's um, you can come and join live, or you can get the replay later. And the chat is quite lively. So mm. um, we've had our customers bring in strangers, like non-customers before, yeah, yeah. who then become customers because they see the awesomeness. And then also, we really do treat you like you're a partner in crime with us. Um, we follow you on social, we help share your own content, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And our office hours program is really about that as well. So you'll you'll feel a welcome and you'll feel like you've got an army of um, marketing experts like, you know, hanging out with you. So... Very cool. Very cool. We are nearing the end of the show. Uh, do you have any closing comments or any takeaways that you would like to leave our listeners today? The most important thing to remember is that marketing is actually the one function that bleeds into every aspect of your business. Product, engineering, customer service, sales, of course, right? All those mm -hmm. things. And mm -hmm. it's really important to remember that. So there's both internal and external marketing that needs to go on because of that bleed over. And it's funny because as you know, Steve, marketing kind of gets like the push aside. Like it's just this like weird fluffy thing that who knows what happens, but actually <laughs> it's the, <laughs> yeah. it's the glue between, right? Like, so how, how your product messages, you know, click this button kind of thing, or how your team is communicating about different um, activities or campaigns or that kind of thing. All these little things really matter. And it's important to a, recognize that and give your marketing team some more credit. Um, and then B, give your entire company the ability to participate in marketing. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously that's what I'm doing, and I think that needs to be shared with with any company that you're involved with. You know, as as far as maybe having RSS feeds, newsletters, and just anything marketing wise. You know, the employees、uh, need to advocate for the company they work for, just because they want to, and because it's just it's getting out the message, and and it's giving some great feedback too. If it's not resonating, then at least you can see overall by hashtag, and、mm-hmm. and in in lately you can see if in fact a campaign is actually driving、uh, the necessary kind of engagement that you were hoping it was going to do. And part of it is getting the employees to get that word out, and、um, yeah, I think that's awesome. How can people learn more about the Lately platform? So glad you asked. Yes, <laughs>、um, it's www.trylately.com, and all of our social is try lately, T R Y lately. So that's the easiest way,、um, and we're real friendly, and it's really easy to have a free trial or just get a free demo and and set your eyes on it. And、um, we promise to make your jaw hit the floor. I agree. That's why I have、uh, have you on the show today because you know <laughs> I, I learned about it. And I said, you know what? Before you know, and I, and I enjoyed using it. And I said, well, I really need to dig deeper into it before I have you on the show、uh, to make sure that I'm recommending something that I'm personally using. And you can tell by I am smiling right now. You can't see me right now, but I am smiling. I am、uh, excited and overjoyed of kind of the fact there's some injection of cash、uh, for the AI portion, and you're going to continue building this out.、I'm, I love the fact there's a roadmap. I love the fact that you're aligning yourself. With the ridiculous amount of Shopify entrepreneurs, both big and small, and because I, I really feel that the greatest content that they're producing, a lot of times it's only just newsletters or some transactional type things, but there's a lot of brand building going on, and they're creating this content, but just feel they're not getting the engagement because there's a significant amount of noise out there. And I think using the Lately tool and the auto generator, if you're going to spend time either curating or writing or you know just getting. Some piece of content together as part of a campaign. Run it through the auto generator. I know you can do it for free right on the website to actually see、uh, this, you know, the, the sort of impact that it can make and what the solution can do.、Um, and then from there, you'll really see that you're able to put this particular campaign and choose the social channels and the cadence and you know start and end times. Really interesting because then. And then with the keywords and the hashtags and all the influencers, I mean, I could go on and on talking about how great it is. <laughs> to be honest with you,、so. I can't wait to meet you in real life and yeah, buy yeah. dinner.、So. Yeah. All right, sold. I promise. <laughs> all right. Well, keep, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. It's very clear that you,、uh, you know, your attitude is very contagious, and、uh, I think you're really onto something here. So,、uh, best of luck, and I'll make sure that in the show notes I will have a link,、um, theecommercefastlane.com forward. Slash tried lately, and that's going to redirect to、uh, a landing page for listeners only. And there's a nice promotion and an opportunity for trials and these sorts of things, and just people to take a look and see what you're doing and see if if、uh, lately can basically offer some value to you、um, in streamlining your、uh, social media. Gosh, I can't thank you enough, really, Steve. Thank you so much. Wicked. Have yourself an awesome day. This episode is brought to you by Shop Message, the marketing channel trusted by top Shopify brands like Fashion Nova, Pure Vita bracelets, Movement watches, and many more. Now, don't forget, take advantage of their generous 30-day free trial by visiting shopmessage.me/fastlane. That's shopmessage.me/fastlane. You'll get priority onboarding and a 4x ROI guaranteed, just for Fastlane listeners. So go check them out. Well, that's it for today's episode. I'd like to thank you, a loyal listener of e-commerce Fastlane. 
It's my hope that this podcast is offering you a ton of value through growth strategies, tactics, and exclusive insider tips on the best Shopify apps and marketing platforms, all with my personal goal to help you build, launch, grow, and scale with Shopify. Thanks for investing some time today and listening to the show. I'm so proud and excited that you have a growth mindset and are a constant learner. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey. Enjoy the rest of the week and keep thriving with Shopify.